Hello everybody, Mariner here. How are you doing? And welcome to Net That Hall for Game Week 36, Monster Game Week 36. And uh, with me tonight, we only have one of the uh, the threesome <laughs> the crewmate, major major crewmate, chief mate of recent weeks since I've been away, but I'm back now. Nima, how are you doing, my friend? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I'm being in the office today, but working from home tomorrow. So definitely feels better streaming at 11 p.m. this week than it did last week. Um, and somehow still holding on to a triple digit rank by this, by, by like just a millimeter. So what, what rank are you at this moment? I think I'm like nine, five, two. So I dropped from seven, three, three. Um, didn't have Sun, didn't buy Watkins, went against the captaincy metric last week. And for anyone who saw it, as Dread in the chat said to me earlier, it was obvious based on the zonals and the captaincy who I should be going for. And I couldn't resist Kane and Coutinho. <laughs> well, <laughs> your fortunes are quite different though, right? Yeah, they are. We'll come across that in the philosophy. But as you'll see, I've been messing around with the graphics on the uh, on the thumbnails. And yeah, I'm now ranked 37. So I've gone from the ridiculous to the sublime, I think. Is that the, is the wrong way around, the saying? But, but yeah tiny margins um anyway shall we crack on first of all do you want to do a little bit of housekeeping mate so say hello yes. to a few people yeah nice to see um fancy pavilion friend show here first and we've got dread here as well oi oi mate looks like it's all gonna be down to these final three game weeks of the season we've got ross at the ross league good to see you we've got mike helping good to see you mm. um big three games for the gooners i'm sure we'll come to that tonight John Chappelle, good evening, and Seahunt as well. Good to see you, mate. I know that um, we had a new member, didn't we, as well, Chris? Um, we did. You wanted to give it a little yeah, shout Jay out. Yeah, J Rocket them. Squirrel on Twitter. Great. Yeah, because I guess their handle is um, very interesting compared to, like, obviously their name on the membership. So I'm glad that they reached <laughs> out on Twitter. And thanks for watching the show, mate. It's great to have you on Daddy Bot, I think was the name. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, but Jay, Jay Rocket Squirrel from the US. He did happen to. I was busy chatting him away to on Twitter. He did say, uh, "Mariner, I need to go to bed." <laughs> <laughs> well, give a good shout out as well to all the other members. So Nehal as well. Thanks for becoming a hauler twelve days ago. I think it was a couple of episodes ago, just before you came back, Chris. And then obviously Greenback Golf. We spoke about last time. Who has been watching the VOD format all this time and. Sea Hunt, we already shouted out, who's here live. So good to see you. Kevin Rose, FPL Sapper on Twitter. We've got Podner, Razek, Craig P, Tom Jones, Matthew Locke, Dread as well, and obviously FPL Robbie, the first hauler. So think hit like, guys, if you enjoy the show today. Hit subscribe if you're new to the channel. Hit that bell. And if you listen on Spotify or iTunes, do leave that five-star review. But I guess we can um, go straight into the mini league as well and continue raving about your 37 or in the world at the moment yeah i'll let you do it this week <laughs> of course yeah and that, we switched roles this week so you did the yeah. intro so we've got the brothers groom to be obviously up there with 77 point week I, i'm jealous i must say i think i'm on 45 points uh after my minus four taken into account so that, that's incredible on 2511 so you've broken the 2500 points and the only other person to do that is tiger ratting with template fc on 2504 so you both were kind of on the minus four, but it looks like it really paid off for you. So FPL Manisa has sadly dropped a third Obaid, but he still gets a second place prize if, if you win. And then Jack B, obviously, ticking time, Rom is there as well for the third and final prize with 2462. So just a quick shout out to the other 
final top 10 that we have so far. So Brad Curry finds the Chiefs to drop the position as well. Stefane, that's what she said upside down, is in sixth. Melvin Lim, Premier Leeds. Tom Robinson, Tierney's Tesco bag, another favourite man, dropped to eighth. Donnell Hannigan, Donny's Duds in ninth. And are you being served by Jack Curran? Just sneaking into the top 10. So a couple of newcomers, a few green and red arrows this week, actually. So I guess it's kind of pivotal of whether people captain Sun or Kane. You can see a lot of yeah. 40 scores in here and even a 35, right? And then kind of your monster 70s and 80s. It was just a massive swing, wasn't it? Just another massive swing. It's good to see Donny or Donny back in the top 10. Shout out to Donny. I saw he met up with Mike. Oh, that Halpin. is Donny. Okay, of course. Yeah, I, I saw he met up with Mike Halpin in um, in Manchester. Two haulers united. Lovely to see. Um, I just wanted to bring a couple of points up about the mini league, actually. Not about me, of course, uh, but about we have to look down to fifth before we can find any chips remaining. Oh, wow. So it's Brad's really starting first, to get to the Brad's the first <laughs> person to have a chip remaining free hit. Stefan's also got his free hit. And then we've got two bench boosts waiting to come. We've got Melvin and Tom with bench boosts to unload. So it's going to get tight, isn't it? I think so, especially with um, the big double to come. And I know I've got one free hit lift myself, and we'll talk about my kind of unique situation and using that in game week 36, so the week coming, and some drafts I've tinkered with this week. But um, I know most people for free hit lift will be using it in 37. Ain't that right, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm yeah. definitely going against the grain. Um, and I have a feeling, the way my luck's been recently, I, I wouldn't be surprised if my free hit team got less points than my current team with 14 doublers that I'm yeah. free hitting out of. Well, I was just looking at uh, my wife came to me. She says, I've got, what are these chips I've got left? (laughs) 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 And she had had a a triple captain, a bench boost and a free hit to use. I said, right, okay, this is what you need to do. So the mini league that we're in, guys, I'm sorry, but watch out because the Mrs. Mariner's about, because I think she's going for the monthly prize. (laughs) She's just going to unload all three chips. (laughs) <laughs> it's actually that's a great as well point, isn't Tom, it? by the if way you, if, ev- sorry, go on. yeah everybody's still got something to play for there's still monthly prizes in mini leagues there's still little targets to go for don't give up there's a lot of the cups as well in the mini leagues this yeah season. well quite exciting isn't it um i'll be knocked out of them i somehow now. got through by the way uh in the rockstar cup again despite my very low scoring game week um so i'm in the semi-finals and Top of the league by one point ahead of Az. So for anyone who's been watching the last few episodes, um, he sent a tweet today saying, like, stop ruining my season. Um, he was having <laughs> such a great time until I showed up. But yeah, good shout out to our friend Az. Just before we go to the philosophy, then shout out to Dom as well. He's here live and Jared Whittinger. We've got Jedi FPL Gaza here as well and FPL Robaducky Quack Quack. So yeah, let's um, get into philosophy. Obviously this week we can see it says Mariner's philosophy of the week. So we'll let you take it away with Gabe, the in-house philosopher, not around. No, well, I was trying to find something funny, as usual, because I don't understand what he normally says in this segment. So I thought, but in the end, I, I had a WC Fields quote. What is it? If at first you don't succeed, try, 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 and then just give up. <laughs> Stop being a fool about it. <laughs> but I thought, no, that's the, wrong, that's the wrong philosophy. We want people to keep playing. So let's look at a different way of saying things. Hunter S. Thompson, whoever the hell that is, luck is a very thin thin wire between survival and disaster, and not many people can keep their balance on it. I think that sums up this season perfectly, Nima. 
How many times have we been on the right side or the wrong side of marginal decisions? This week, Son against Kane. You know, was Kane a bad pick? No, he wasn't. But look at the variance. Ronaldo, I mentioned off camera, Ronaldo probably as single-handedly took any chances of me winning this damn thing out the equation. By taking him out, or should I say me taking him out for Werner, which was a gamble, but also going on the other Chelsea assets, which was a lot more logical for that double. And look at the look at the look at the balance. Fine lines, fine, very thin wires between survival and disaster. Where are you on all this? I think we've just got to be we've got to be philosophical about it. You can't. Yeah, no, be I, totally agree. Um, I think people were talking today about like a poll that had gone out to some managers from FPL and potential changes to the game next season. Obviously, we've not seen much beyond reskins over the years and a couple of positional changes with some bad pricing on top and a deadline change. So I have a feeling, and Little Birdie told me as well, that there are some changes coming that we can look out for, but I don't think they'll be as extreme as maybe that was suggested on Twitter today. But um, a lot of those ideas, they would obviously add a lot more variance to it. Um, some people, I guess what I would say is that we're all aiming for like these top 100k ranks, top 10k, and the top 100k is like 1% of the player base. And the reason FPL is so popular compared to other formats is because you can be quite casually involved and some of these swings will still help you have an incredible rank. So I think we can all end up frustrated with the amount of time we invest. And when you see you're on the wrong side of the coin flip and like it goes the opposite way, and there are managers who would rather have, say, points towards underlying predictive stuff like number of successful passes and tackles and interceptions. Now, that's more predictive. And I think that actually reduces more variance. So I'd say the analytics managers who maybe want to have a point system that's fairer, in some ways that would favor those who use more data and predictive models than the current variance we see today. So I do think that perhaps sometimes we are, uh, the more engaged managers, we want the rules to change so that we're rewarded for being more engaged. But the beauty of FPL, and I think we have to embrace it as well with these negative swings and positive, is that it is a bit more swingy. And therefore, I actually like it like this. And, you know, it was quite boring, wasn't it, up until about game week 20 when everyone was perma captain Salah. And since then, it's been a real roller coaster, I think. So that's kind of my two cents on it. I don't, I don't know if it's philosophical, but it's definitely about FPL and maybe don't wish for changes that are greener on the other side because it might not be as fun anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's a topic in itself. I mean, you know, there's certain things I heard, things like changing the deadline to kick off, things like that. I don't like that, given the position that where I live in the world, quite frankly. Um, I would love but, that, I know. But I, yeah, I know. That's you also would. useful I'd about hate it. So. <laughs> I would bloody hate it. I, I mean, I'm already suffering with sleep deprivation with a five-month-old baby, let alone having to wake up every single deadline in the middle of the night. But at the end of the day, though, you know, in the past, you see, I used to benefit from price differences, price changes being in the middle of your night. But of course, if that goes, then I don't benefit from that either. <laughs> it's like, oh, thanks. All there's you some foreigners. interesting takes ah, on that as well. Yeah. Just even on that note, there's some really interesting thoughts where it's like, if there wasn't price changes until after deadline, for instance, was one suggestion. I think I, I do question, would there be as much FPL chat every day? Because there's so much chat on the timeline and a lot of it is driven by the fact that people will be priced out if they don't move soon. So they're trying to get to their decision quicker and everyone's discussing players and options. And even yeah. before we see, like, say, the games played during the week and things could completely, the landscape could completely change, but it keeps us going, these price changes. And one thing I would like, though, is the idea that I think Bundesliga or other games have done this where, fan team definitely does this where 
they don't do the price changes till the last game of the game week has been played at least. And I think I would rather that at least so that you're not kind of mm. going to move a player in potentially that plays the next day just because you'll be priced out by 0.1 and they get injured the next day before the game week you want them. So yeah. I think there's yeah. pros and cons to every element, right? But yeah, we, we can definitely talk about that in the preseason um, as we anticipate the launch. Um, you know, last year we went live so early that we're on like our 60th episode of this season because we were doing two <laughs> a week in preseason for like five this weeks year, before any other show. <laughs> this season, this preseason, we've all got lives though. Yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> one a week if we're lucky. Yeah, yeah, but we'll, 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 go straight no, we'll do it. We'll do it. Stuff that we'll everyone's here we'll for. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get into the FDRs and the zonals and captaincy. Um, we're going to keep it short. There's no roomy pick today. I think we'll make that joke at this stage already. But, you know, Gabe finally managed to get some points off the roomy pick after like five, six weeks of blanks. And even though the roomy pick might have showed up, he's not here with us on the ship tonight. So <laughs> I, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> no, he wanted a week off, didn't he? Bless him. He's been holding he the fort. One, yeah. You've both been holding the fort for such a long time for me. Um, he he wanted to, to have the week off. So, but yeah, of all the weeks to have the week off, he took the week off when, of course, the roomy returned. <laughs> but anyway, there we go. Um, right, shall we get into it? Um, yeah, let's dig in. So, okay, so where are we going to start? Should, let's have a look at the fixture difficulty then for game week thirty six. So I start on the most, um, like on paper, the fixtures that from the FDR look the best in 36. I know when you messaged yeah. me, you mentioned the individual game that spells out the most brilliance, but it's the one that we're probably all most worried about and uncertain of. So maybe if we work backwards from there and yeah, can do. maybe we can yeah. look at, we can then look at kind of like why you might need a mix of players from teams with slightly worse fixture difficulties on paper, but maybe more to play for as well, because yeah. there are definitely concerns. Yeah, we can do, can't we? Because it's slightly different running order, but it doesn't matter. I just had to go look for my notes further down the down the page. Um, I, I love making messing with the system yeah, as we go yeah. on the fly. So, if you look there, you'll see that Chelsea have a positive matchup of four point four. That's really high, right? The only time I think we've seen higher than that was Liverpool against Everton this year, where had Everton not gone into uh, classic Simeone mode and try and just spoilt the entire game. It could have changed a lot, but look, th- 4.4, right? Against Leeds away, the second fixture of the double game week, interestingly. Um, the first one isn't so good from an attacking perspective. The first one, unfortunately. Yeah, it? so the first one against Wolves is minus 0.8. Now, it's not great, really, because, you know, Chelsea are only 14th. I'm looking at big chances predominantly here. 1.5 big chances per 90, that's at home. Against quite a stubborn Wolves defence away from home, 1.2 big chances. I think despite the fact that they just got kind of slapped up by Brighton as well, we can't look too much into that single game. Um, And I know that I I would almost say that they were due a few goals conceded. Um, Their XG kind of XG conceded compared to how many goals they've actually conceded. It's insane uh, variance this season, if we want to use that word. But... um, I, I'm not so kind of confident on Chelsea. So obviously I own James already. I saw Havertz last week um, as part of my plans and for Coutinho, which thankfully, despite the shock start, it didn't punish me. Um, I think a lot of the predictors, they had Havertz down as low as 33% on the day of the deadline. And I think at this stage, some people held those uh, Chelsea assets they bought on wildcard or for transfers like us in 34. And now they have them and they'll be asking, what should I do this week? Because on paper, as you say, the double looks great, but it's for the fixture just a few days before the cup final. And, that's not ideal. Um, 
we also thought they'd all be arrested, right? And they weren't. So it's kind of like, does what do we expect? And I was listening to a couple of uh, Chelsea fans, actually. And their, their thinking was that, let's say that they do play against Wolves. Then they will have played a lot of games in a row. And with the cup finals come, we would expect them to be rested against Leeds. Now, the only reason they might not be rested against Leeds, and I think it was Harry who said this when he got the assist, and he goes to most of the matches at home, and he kind of said it would be because they would drop points. So because they're only three points ahead of Arsenal, if they drop points against Wolves, then they might start Leeds, which is great in this perspective. But it means you're actually going to get a blank in the first game from them if they start the second. So no matter what, it feels like you're either going to get the Wolves game and you get the points there and they don't play, or they're going to blank and then you get another game from them where they're knackered before a cup final, but they've blanked in the first. So with that in mind, I think if I had James, he's someone who I would consider keeping. I don't know if I sell him because his fixtures after and 37 and 38 are pretty good still. But if you had like a Mount even, who's played even more minutes than Havertz, I've been looking at a lot of people downgrading him to like a Gordon and using that money to upgrade like say a dud striker, like a Broha or a Gelhart to a um, Enketia to get a bench boost out of the door. And you could also get someone like a Richardson or a Watkins. So you could do a lot with that money, I think. And I think a Mount downgrade, if it gets you like a Sun, a Kane, you know, Richarlison, Watkins, any of these players, Enketia, even Madison, right? We've seen there's a lot of players high up on the points and predictive points so i think i'd be selling my i think that's my two pence but why don't you look at the gap obviously from this uh, graphic you've pulled up from lego Mane on twitter yeah just this very very short gap so you, just two day gap between leeds and the fa cup final look just two days two clear days um it's extremely tight and that you know that matchup is really really very very good and you know it's just the worst possible thing you could have you you know you you want yet yeah, and this is where it becomes really problematic this week when it comes to anyone who's trying to work it out using prediction programs using various you know you can look at hub and you see that mounts i think mount is predicted to play on hub 174 minutes it's a lot yeah 10.1 points. Now, would you sell Mason Mount if you think he's going to score 10 points? No, you won't. No, but I would sell him for a hit, I think, if it got me like a KDB or a Foden. That's the difficulty, right? I know, but is Foden going to play? He's third on the midfielders, by the way. Is Foden going to play? I tell you what, this is the, I'm afraid, you know, I know we, we were mulling when we go live this week. We've gone live a tiny bit early in many senses because obviously, we obviously know about the Liverpool rotation now, what happened overnight, or you do, because I've not looked. But, <laughs> but uh, the, the you know, the, the City, we'll obviously see the City side tomorrow and then we'll be able to work it out. But yeah, Chelsea is a very interesting one because... On paper, the Wolves fixture is tougher, but the Leeds fixture potentially, like you say, you know, if they still have something to play for, what they're going to do. You can only juggle so many balls, can't you? Eventually, you're going to drop one, right? Yeah, I think Mount, interestingly, though, I think he would be the one I would sell, but I definitely think if I had like an Alonso as well, who's much cheaper than James, I don't see enough like expected point gain from selling like an Alonso to say like a Laporte. I think. If I could have like an Alonso or even a James, which is a bit more expensive, as a wing back in just one of those two games, and from what we've seen of them and how high pitch they've been positioned, um, I don't think I could sell them um, as a free transfer out with the free. We only have three free transfers left all season, right? And I think yeah. for me, like just to get that extra fixture from um, City, who I guess that's a optimum time to look at their FDR next, is obviously 
when you look at the defensive FDRs, they have a 1.7 in the first fixture and a 2.3 in the second. So they're playing Newcastle at home or moves away themselves. Um, like that's okay, but like the defensive FDRs, you know, for Alonso or James are still two in the Wolves game or 1.3. So I, I just don't see why that's worth a transfer, like an Alonso to a Laporte where you might be spending more. No. And, and the thing is, interestingly enough, City at home are actually conceding big chances. 1.8 per 90. Um, you know, but the thing with Newcastle is they don't really offer a great threat, do they? I mean, um, I, I quipped on Saturday that St. Maximum should be renamed St. Minimum. <laughs> <laughs> Another striker to add to the dumpster truck this season. Yeah, to, and, and, and also, nobody, got, nobody got the joke, but I, I, cheered, I, I also tweeted about Chris Crud, not Chris Wood. I know what Crud means. I don't know if you guys do. I just know that Wood hasn't started for a few games, which is a bit of a shocker for those that went yeah. for him over St. Maxima for the minutes. But um, I think at this stage, Newcastle is definitely a jump off. Um, I, I think, think so. There's much uh, discussion apart from the fact that they won't be creating many chances probably against Man City. And I don't think so. They've got to get the ball first as well, haven't they? That's the other thing. So for, I guess that, that brings us to the question of like, let's say you were on a free hit or if you're bench boosting where KDB might be too expensive, would you then, if most people, let's say 70% EO for Cancelo, let's say they already have Cancelo, if they only have the one City player, would you be prioritising getting in like a Laporte or a Diaz, who's got quite a lot of expected points and the price difference is similar now with Laporte? Or would you go for that second attacking player instead? So would it be like you've already got Cancelo, so you get Foden because you can't afford De Bruyne? Or do you it's a very interesting one. It's very interesting because the dilemma I have is about Reese James because Reese James is really the only option that I have to go to a city defender. But you have a Cancelo just to clear. Yeah, clear I've got that, Cancelo yeah. already. Um, I wouldn't want to take uh, Trent out, for example. Of course, no chance. Not with my, not with his ownership where I am. It'd be suicide to to do that. Um, and the fact he's he's had his rest. Um, Cancelo, yeah, we'll come on to him in a minute or a bit later, but he's a fantastic shout, potentially, even as captaincy this week. Um, I think he's definitely um, someone who I like the most after, say, Salah and Son. I think maybe even yeah. KDB, those three are there up there. But I think KDB and Cancelo would be like the more high-risk punty captains, I think, but with yeah. huge upside yeah. from the pair of them. I suppose Laporte is a slight risk, given Ake's fit again now to rotate. Um and Diaz is fit as well. So maybe a slight risk. Um, one what if Foden doesn't start, by the way? So like, let's say he just didn't start. Would that tempt you? <sighs> yeah. Look, I've got another option, actually. The option which might fit my team is a bit of a strange one. And you probably never, you'd, you'd be a bit shocked to hear this, but I'm actually considering Edison. Yeah, no, so I know FPL Mahir has him, a friend of the show as well. And uh, I'm considering him over Saar because he is just completely destroying me. He is driving me up the flaming wall. You know, I thought, how I heard, oh, penalty served, penalty served. Oh, no, it never touched him. It went off the post. You know, then the second penalty, God, bloody hell, it was far more served. It was saveable. I mean, <laughs> so, no, enough said. I think Saar might make way for Edison is an option if I want to keep James. Hmm. If I want to keep James. Because I still see James, James. James are very, very good. They look very appealing. Just looking at that long-term FDR, right? Um, it's a 
5.8 for defense, which is second best FDR for defense for the remainder of the season. Um, so yeah, that, yeah. that is, but I guess at the same time, you could say that City's defense in that period is seven, right? So I can see the appeal and um, maybe there is more upside going from a Wolves defender where their FDR is minus 5.4 in that period to a plus seven in goalkeeping position. I feel like there's a bigger swing there, right? In potential game than there is perhaps from James. Yeah, it's a lot of money, but it's a lot of money, but I don't think I need the money now. You know, this I is the time to dead end our teams. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't need to do anything else. I can, you know, I've got Dubravka sat there is a waste of time as well. So, you know, quite frankly, maybe Edison is the move that I actually make. Um, you have one free transfer. So, um, would you take a hit for this week to get to the right doublers? Because obviously, a lot of people will ask that they already have a lot of doublers. And um, so, what's your views on this idea that we should? Um, I think maybe Pras said this. He said we should treat each of these as like single back-to-back game weeks instead of doubles and get out that mindset and then ask ourselves who would we actually want for these singles rather than think of them as doubles because just because you have a doubler doesn't mean that that's a good player to own like it might still be worth a hit to sell them if it's not mm. the right doubler because everyone's got doublers so that's not going to be a gain in on it in of itself right yeah I think it's a good point. I think what you have to do is, while you're treating this as a single game week, I think what you do now is we can comfortably talk about this being a block of fixtures now till the end of the season. Or as specifically to 37. Most teams. What about the teams that have five fixtures? I think in that yes. scenario, we'll talk about teams like Everton and Villa in a moment because they obviously have the double-double, so does Leicester. They do. For people Leicester as well. Chips, Leicester yeah, as well. Those three teams are incredible options um, for people who have no chance so, left at all. Another option for Sam might be someone like Schmeichel, might be Pickford, who had a storming game, didn't he? Uh, the at the weekend. Point, yeah. Great um, save as well. Yeah, I mean, the one he took, the, the save he made with his face was outstanding. I was very impressed. Made me, made me chuckle a lot. I think Schmeichel's <laughs> the one I would still go for. I don't, I don't obviously rate uh, Leicester's defence. It's been one of the worst all season and one of the worst for set pieces. But at, at that price point, like I had a look and Martinez, for instance, was a goalkeeper that comes up high in the metrics, but he's 5.5 mil. And, you know, that extra kind of 0.6 mil on Schmeichel that you can save, that's the difference between kind of having a dud or having a great striker for me and my team. It's that difference between like a potentially like a Pookie and a Richarlison for some teams. Yeah. So I think that's a big difference. I mean, when we talk about Leicester, let's have, whilst we're on Leicester, let's look at Leicester's matchups. So defensively, they've got uh, an average of 2.1, which is pretty good. Um, they've it's the best actually average matchup for the for the game week. So, uh, you know, are we sleepwalking in on on them in a certain sense? Everton at home and Norwich at home. I think the um, two home fixtures that that factor is yeah, great. In. It's not so much they're good, but it's the fact no, no, that Everton and Norwich are bad. Um, you know, Leicester concede one point three big chances per ninety, one point four expected goals. But Everton are flat bottom for creation, 0.4 big chances per 90 since game week 26 away from home um, and 0.66 only XG. You know, Norwich are 14th with 1.2 big chances per 90 and 0.8 XG. So, yeah, I suppose you could argue that Everton are clinging on for grim death, trying to, you know, you could maybe throw the stats out, you know. Um, looks like Rich Allison's throwing episode might not cost him a ban he is still flagged um calvert lewin is right up the point predicted for hub i noticed 
You know, are they? I wouldn't go near him. Um, I know he was I on the bench. Either. Stuff, but I no, me him. neither. But I do think that Leicester have a solid chance for one, at least one clean sheet this week. Uh, and that's where that's where I would come from. And of course, they double next week as well. I think for so, me, I'll be know, getting them on the free hit, but um, it, it will be painful to not hold on to him for longer afterwards. That's for sure. Um, and that's why, in some senses, Schmeichel actually appeals because rotation's not going to affect him. See, my thinking there is if that money gets you, like, say, from a mount to a son or a KDB, instead of getting a, a different goalkeeper like an Edison, that, then it suddenly feels like it's not worth getting that city spot filled up. And I would yeah. try and get the other attacker because Foden's only 7.8 million. There's one player, I mean, well, just whilst we're, we're on. Uh, you know, Lesser. rotation risks and things Lesser like rotation. this. I wish I had the balls to go for someone like Mares because I would have the money to do that if I went that route. But you know, obviously, we need to see what happens with the uh, rotate if he plays tomorrow or not. But you know, he's hardly played any minutes. Um, and if you look at his production as a player for when he's on the pitch, he's as good as anyone. It's just Probably when he's on one the of pitch. His best players, yeah. He's been reserved exclusively from outside the Premier League. It looks like recently. Yeah, I know it's just such a shame. Anyway, we'll we'll keep going. Um, where do we go next, right? So Mares is their top goal scorer as well this season. Yeah. Um, he's got like twenty three goals for them or something. It's it's, it's you know it, it's crazy. Nine assists, I mean, yeah, twenty three goals, nine assists, forty three played goals per ninety, not point seven seven. Compared to De Bruyne's 0.46, with his he's only predicted 86 minutes. Yeah, see, for, I, at, that, at that point, I feel like a De Bruyne, I would expect him to get a significant number more as well after yeah, that rest. Can you he's get to had. him? Can you get to him? And I mean, look, if we're looking at these games, we look at the Manchester City game, and the Newcastle game stands out to me, right? This week, you know, it stands out 2.3 fixed difficulty, even though the other fixed difficulty is better. You know, I do feel that City at home are, are going to go for that goal. You know, are probably going to go for goal difference again, right? Especially when you've got Liverpool playing against Tottenham in the very late kickoff, isn't it? It's like seven forty-five PM on the Saturday, and they, they're going to. It's a strange time. Then I think City play at four thirty the following day. So if Liverpool have beaten Spurs in a hard-fought duel, City will not want to let down the fans at home. What what few of them there may be? Yeah, and I mean. You know, City, 2.6 big chances per 90 at home, 2.2 expected goals against Newcastle. They were no mean, they're not, they're quite mean actually away from home, you know, reasonable. 12th, ranked 12th, 2.3 big chances conceded. But, you know, I just look at that and you look at this fixtures coming up. We'll look at tomorrow. You know, if Foden plays 90, are you risking not Foden not playing the first game? That'll be his free uh, third start in a row. So, yeah, that'll be a bit so, I think at that point, the point would be much more exciting. Yeah, Mares doesn't. Does mm. that give me a. It's a big gamble, but is that is that a considered gamble? I think at that point, I would still go for Jesus over him, just personally. Yeah, I think he has a massive mode. spot in that team, and the price points are very similar, I think. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised no, I know if Jesus is cheaper. I could go Gordon. Instead, I could take, you know, perhaps... That's what I mean, like a Mount to Gordon and then like a a striker that you don't want, like a St. Maximan, for instance. Well, no, no, it's it's, uh, Wankost. Yeah, see, if you can get from Vegos to Jesus and get a Gordon in for the two doubles, 
I think that that would appeal to me a lot more than Mares because I would feel more confident of Jesus over, say, the end run of the season than I would of Mares's minutes. But um, they're, they're yeah. just a soft spot I have for that. But here's a good point, and this is this is exactly the sort of thing that I'm looking at because I don't have a bench boost. Bench boosters will be avoiding Mares. That could be my differential. That could be my the one that I need. Of the top ten k will be using a bench boost so. to cover. That could be the one I need to cover um, that bench boost off. Because I, I've been saying, I've been saying all week, I need to pull a rabbit out the hat again. I've pulled a couple of this rabbits. This could be it yeah. with these FDRs, and depending on his minutes tomorrow, Mares could be the roomy pick of the week, even though there wasn't one. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it would have been Morris if he was here today. No, I'm, I'm sure it wouldn't be. There's about as much chance of it being Harvey Barnes, I think. But there we Should go. we talk about Liverpool then? I think um, obviously yeah. they're the other team that we talked about City where we think people will be looking to triple up or at the minimum have two. Chelsea people maybe already have one or two and maybe looking to keep or get off. I think Leicester we spoke about a bit. Um, obviously, we all had Madison and Barnes for the earlier doubles and many have already got rid um, Someone like me on a free hit, if, if I felt that Madison was going to start, I would be very excited to have him again as a differentiator to everyone else because I think other people sold him and will be reluctant to buy him back and then own him for the rest of the season. So he could be an interesting one for me. Um, but then going on to kind of Liverpool, seeing as we discussed Leicester, and I think really it is just Schmeichel plus Madison if, if you feel conf- confident of that. Like yeah. Vardy could be a wild pint if you're really mad, Like, but I, I wouldn't go there. If, no. I'd rather go Jesus me at that price point. Me neither. But um, yeah, so Liverpool then, um, obviously most people probably already are tripled up. With Robertson's start today that you alluded to earlier, the, the benching at 80th minute, I think that, that does bode well, but he'll surely start the Tottenham game. But I could see Simicast maybe starting that Villa game again just a few days. I know if you've got the uh, Lego Mane graphic with the time gaps, yeah. but um, that'd be a good one to look at because I think it must be a similar amount of time for them before they play against Chelsea in the FA Cup final as it is for Chelsea when they play against Leeds. So interesting to see this for Liverpool so for the podcast listeners yeah so this is it looks like a slightly bigger gap we're still uh so yeah, yeah so they got a few games in a row yeah yeah so we've got obviously this Saturday this Saturday yeah this Saturday uh Spurs at home and then a, basically then till Tuesday so two only two clear days till till Villa but they've got a slightly longer gap to the FA Cup final an extra day and then there's only a couple more days after that. Then the they've got another game. game close after that. Southampton away, which on paper should be relatively easy, but you never know. So what's um, that five, five games between the 3rd of May and the 17th of May? So, yeah. you know, in 14 days, they've got five games. That's almost a game every three days across a five-game spell. Yeah. That's, a, that's is, I think Robertson is primed for a, for a rotation, but I tend to agree with you. I think it's going to be the Villa game. I would probably hold on to him. I still have him, but I think most people would thought that he's obviously a guaranteed hold considering the double they have um, and the rest of the season with the title challenge. And he's been in much better form than Trent and Salah for a long time. I think he's only blanked in like one week since like game week 16 or something ridiculous. Um, but the, the thing is, when I looked at what you can do if you do get rid of like a Robertson, if you did kind of feel that way inclined and similar to how we were saying about Chelsea boys, if you would be willing to sell them because you think they're bench for one, would you be willing to sell a Robertson? Because if you were, that could be, again, an interesting one because Trent's obviously had his rest, so I'd feel more confident holding on to him if I got the double. And I think as soon as you sell Robertson, suddenly a lot of options open up in other positions for your team. 
So that's one worth bearing in mind. And again, keep a look on your kind of predicted minutes from the City boys and what happens with Leicester on Thursday if they get knocked out. Um, the other thing I think it's worth just saying as well on City, I know we skipped past them, but if West Ham qualify, then obviously the final of the Europa League is only like a few days, like again, two or three days after they would play Man City against West Ham in game week 27. So 37. So that would make um, Man City assets again this week even more appealing. And I think for me, if West Ham was to win and get into the Europa League final, I would be much more aggressively looking at moves like a James or a Robertson or a Alonso to a City defender because at that point, that would feel a lot more worth it. And I think they could absolutely demolish West Ham who would be rotating in that yeah. game. Um, so that's that's yeah. one to keep an eye out on as well. I think the little context side of things, as we were saying, that perhaps the numbers can't quite pick up. No, lots of moving parts. And I think, again, the numbers are only... We've been saying this, said this last week, didn't we? You know, these numbers are... You, you look at the numbers and you think, well, okay, some I agree with, some I don't. Um, I don't agree with some of the predicted minutes this week. Really don't. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, we've got to work with something. You've just got to think about it yourself, ultimately. Use them in context and then then make your own decision. If we just went back to Liverpool very quickly, to give you some numbers for Liverpool. So... Against Spurs, a really good matchup. Spurs away from home, um, and no slouches. But Liverpool are creating an average four big chances at home a game. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it is definitely one that um, I think there's a lot of talk about people punting away from the style of captaincy. And personally, I won't be going near that, um, even if I thought he was going to get slightly less minutes after the ninety today. And I, I just think, can't see that. I think this week is not a week to go away from Salah personally. I I, I tend even with my, own him, right? So some won't even buy him. No, week, but, uh, I, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think there's more chance people might, you know, people now get into that. We're getting at the end game, aren't we? And people are looking at the KDB captaincies and things like that to try and, you know, looking for the low, the differentials. Personally, I think this week is maybe more of a week where what you do is you hope your differentials return. The ones around the outside, you know, um, I'll give you a few examples. Uh, Niketia, if you own him, great, great matchup against Leeds. Not so good against Spurs, but it's the local Dax, the North London derby. So, yeah, I mean, the fixture, the fixture, the numbers, chalk and cheese, aren't they? 2.4 positive against Leeds, minus three against Spurs. Spurs have conceded 0.4 big chances per 90, Nima, at home. 0.4. Yeah, I know it's um, definitely um, going to be difficult, I think, but, that game. Um, yeah, but I think, you know, players like uh, Niketia, um Especially you know, when, you know, with kind of the likes of Saka, and I know you're very much a fan of combinations of players from teams. Yes. Um, I think Nketiah was very unfortunate to not return. And many people maybe had doubts. They weren't sure if by game week 36 he would be guaranteed minutes. They were waiting for the last two fixtures to see how it went, the last two or three before they were willing to commit into him. Maybe those who wildcarded, some even went without him in 34, waiting to see more. And I guess what I would say is, Aguna, about him is that I always found that Arteta is reluctant to change something that works. And our three wins recently in unexpected games against kind of Chelsea, United and West Ham, when you compare it to the three we had before that we lost, um, it, it kind of marks the inclusion of his name going forward. So um, I don't think he'll stay beyond this season, but they are going to try and offer him another contract that's improved on the one he was given months ago. And with that, he's going to want to feel like he's going to be playing minutes. So the truth is we'll probably buy two strikers. Maybe one is a winger, but I doubt he stays for that very reason. And in fact, I've been told similarly by other little birdies that he may already have a 
contract with another Premier League club. And I can think of many clubs like a Brighton or Palace that would benefit from him. I don't know what that Premier League club is. They they haven't said that part. But <laughs> Probably Brighton or Palace. <laughs> that's my assumption. Yeah, exactly. That's my, but that's not from the source. I'm, I'm putting two and two together, right? So you can't keep a secret, can you? No, I'm only joking. No. So, so um, obviously, um, so so in that mentality, the reason I was talking about ownerships is with the ownership Saka's out, and obviously people were mass selling him for weeks at this stage. Um, it is still very high. It is still like eighty percent EO, even after he's dropped from hundred percent. So you're not really going to gain much from Saka in this double. And if majority have him anyway, I think the way you differentiate, because I wouldn't go near the Arsenal defence. Like, I'm a Ramsdale owner and I'm free-hitting him out. Um, we don't even know what's going on with White and how how serious the hamstring issue is and will hold and keep that spot. So I, I can't see why you would not want to go for an Enketia just 5.5 million, who at this point feels more nailed on than ever. And I think yeah. when we get to the zonals, maybe we can look at the centre zonals for Arsenal, because I imagine they might paint a different picture to the minus three against Spurs that we're seeing um, in this current uh, FDR. Let me just move to that now, because I think we have to look at this in context. It's quite a a fluid sort of show. Arsenal, yes, 8.3 per The second uh, best zone of the game week, right? Second best over over the game week, yes. 4.6 against Leeds and 3.8 down the centre against Spurs. Both I think with the minutes concerned to go and... You know, Lacazette's only played one minute of football since he made the comment about going to play Champions League at Lyon. And um, even that is one minute too much, if you ask me. Um, you know, the fact that he's not come on at any point and the fact that the team looks completely different with having just a more all-rounded striker. Now, I'm not saying Ketty is great. He's only 22-year-old centre-forward. Um, there's a long way to go for him yet. But he was told by Artists that he wouldn't peak till he's 27. And that's why I'm very sure he leaves because I don't see how he would wait five years to peak um when he can play regular football elsewhere in the Premier League and deserves it. But um, on that note, I think I would definitely be going for him. I'm going to have him. He's the first striker in my team. Um, it's just too much insane value um, when we want to try and squeeze in. Like I've seen teams trying to have, say, Salah, KDB I, and Son. So- I, totally agree. I totally agree. And I cannot, cannot wait to sell Wegost. He's, I don't care about his double game week. Just get out my team. Get in that dustbin. Get that gif out. Get him in the bin. GTFO. See you, mate. Honestly, sure. I bloody hate him. I, can, no, no, I can't I, tell I, you how much I, I hate him. He's, he's, he's like a wheelie bin with legs. At least you didn't sell him like I did um, for Pookie, who's now been relegated. And I think the last time Norwich got relegated from the Premier League, I remember they scored like zero goals in all the remaining games. So that bodes really well for me. Um, <laughs> definitely free hitting him out this week. Um, nice, having yeah, an, yeah. having an, I'm either going to have just a one man forward of Enketia, or I'm going to try and squeeze in Richarlison and Enketia on my free hit. Um, that would be my preference, but um, it might mean foregoing like a second city mid. So I think the option will be between like a Foden and a Richarlison. Yeah, and if I don't get Foden, I can then get like Diaz as a second uh, city defender alongside Cancelo. Just whilst we're on Everton. Let's quickly talk about yeah, Everton. Yeah, let's talk about Everton. Everton. They're the other massive team and Villa probably. They're the main yeah, so let's now quickly talk about Everton. Look at Everton. I've not highlighted it because I was talking about the Leicester defence, really. But obviously we spoke about Leicester's defence being, you know, not, not too bad. Uh, but <laughs> Everton's attack away from home is just woeful this season. Totally woeful. And even in the last, since game week 26, where this data actually is taken from... So that's what five or six game weeks, but it's something five or six fixtures, generally speaking, for most teams. Um, 
Everton's matchup against Leicester, minus 2.4. And away at Watford, minus 2.5. Now we know the caveats, Nima. We know that they're fighting for the life. If he's fit, I can obviously see why somebody would look at Richarlison. I think I'm, 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 I think I'm, I think I'm someone who can never speak about it. So I put a tweet out at the last FPL meets on Saturday the 30th. And I normally don't put my team on Twitter because people will always kind of give you ideas or give suggestions or transfers that you could do or like benchings. And I prefer to kind of just make my decision and then post it. Normally it's after deadline, but this time it was half an hour before. And one of the first messages I saw actually was um, like play Davies over Richardson this week, which became a non-point in the end because Davies subbed on for Trent for his one point and I lost that clean sheet in the injury time, which was gutting. But, um, you know, apart from that, I said to them at the time that, you know, he's their penalty taker. And for all that it's worth in terms of his temper and rage that he has, he could get a red card any time, I imagine. I've had him since game week 29 when he had that double then. And that was a big letdown. He got, you know, two points against Wolves at home, one point against Newcastle at home, played 90 and 87. You know, I bench boosted that week, but it all worked out because I still had Robertson and it was a huge success with the wild card the week before. You know, the Coutinho captain, James, that week I had, who I then sold, had James Andrew, the in fact, then sold James Hall. Robertson, it all went well. But what it meant was that when the next double came up in 31, I then actually had Richardson for his four points away at West Ham and his 13 points away at Burnley. I think I benched him against United, played him for his seven points against Leicester, benched him away to Liverpool, played him for his eight points against Chelsea. So I feel like as someone who's kind of benefited from every time he's returned since I got him, there was I mean, like one look, blank, but I'm an early adopter and I would like now I'm free hitting and it feels sickening the idea of going without him and seeing everyone else is suddenly buying the guy that they've been mocking me for owning and he's the I, third most transferred. You, in. Know, <laughs> you know what? I, I I'm a, yeah, I'll tell you where I am with him. I, I don't think I'd bring it. Um, I personally don't well, wouldn't look at him this week. That's where I am. I am Even quite with the double double, right? And the I two know. Games no, 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 no. I'd look at him. I, I think next week, I think he's a decent option. Very he's a good option. option. A lot of people are looking he at. Is. I think he is a captaincy option. Now he's got a full potential. Might have a knock, right? As well, um, you got Calvert Lewin waiting in the wings. Um, I think he's still on penalties, though. I think above he is on, yeah. great. Yeah, he is. He is. I mean, look. But look at differentials. There are far we talk about worse differentials right? out there. There are far worse yeah. options out far there. Worse. <laughs> what um, other strikers been getting points apart from saying Ketsu's yeah. not even got the points? He's just been getting the underlyings and he's cheap. But um, for me, the thing with Richarlison is he's one percent EO when I played him last week. Like even with the seventy-seven thousand purchases this week. People have so many other fires. He's going to be a juicy differential. Like There are very few players in the game at that percentage. No, he is. But he's also a player I can leave alone for that reason as well in some sense. Yeah, so he can't hurt you, but it depends how aggressive you want to be, I think. And I, I know. If, if you're going to buy him the following week anyway and you've got like a veg horse. I don't know. I, I don't think. I mean, quite frankly, um, if you don't go for him this week, I won't go for him next week. I won't just bring him in for one week because he's got Arsenal. I think Blue Nicks makes a really good point as well that when he's on his feet, he runs through walls. Um, one of the few guaranteed players to play every minute of a double game week. Um, then yeah. you can see that. Um, on that note, it's worth talking about because um, we don't, apart from, say, Gordon from Everton, I think we can end that there. 
yeah. Richarlison and Gordon are really all I'd look at. Maybe Pickford on a free hit, or if you want a goalkeeper and you yeah. don't fancy Schmeichel. And yeah, Gordon's a, good, Gordon's a good enabler, right? And he's on free kicks. He, yeah, he's been very unfortunate with his X, XG. It was very like kind of higher. It was much higher than his actual returns. Like he had one of the highest XGIs of the game week, and I think he's been unlucky not to return. Is that? I mean, I didn't see. I didn't see all the guys flicking around. But I mean, you know, please if there's any context you can put on that, because, you know, equally one thing I did, what bit I saw, I thought he was quite greedy, which sometimes isn't a bad thing in FPL, but is, you know, is that decision-making the wrong, is it, you know, is no, I think he's been one of their best players of the season. Yeah, I, think, I think he's one of their best players of the season. So I think at 4.5, amount to a Gordon, if that frees up like a massive move elsewhere for you, um, you know, if that gets you from a Veghorst to a Watkins, Richarlison, Jesus, like that, that excites me with the limited minutes for Mount. I guess j- just the reason I mentioned that whole kind of 90 minutes thing for him was the big team we've not spoken about, who a lot of people already have their assets, they've been swinging our weeks every week for a while now, is obviously Tottenham. And when we look at captaincy and people are worried about limited minutes for other assets, I think the likes of Sun, he is a huge captaincy option, as is Kane. Um, Kane obviously had a better XG than Sun, but he significantly underscored him with six points compared to 19, I think it was last game week. Um, I know we've been unfortunate um, as Kane owners. Really, like, Son has been fantastic. It's incredible. It's his best goal-scoring season ever. He, he's always outperformed his XGF. And we were even saying this last season and started this season that he is clinically world-class. He has, what is it, 11 goals with his left foot. He's right-footed. Um, he's something else. Most non-penalty goals in the Prem. I can't see an argument against not captaining Son in these clutch games. You know, they actually, I think, can play quite well against Liverpool. I think one of Liverpool's highest XG conceded this season was in the game against Spurs. I think they made like four big chances. They were just not clinical that time. And against Arsenal, that's going to be a huge game as well. So with so much to play for and 90 minutes guarantee for both Kane and Son, I think that's kind of where the connection to the Richardson tangent was. Mm -hmm. I think they're the last team that's worth mentioning before we move on from this uh, from the FDRs and zonals. I'm just going to play one, just going to give you just a slight counter-argument. If you look at the chances with respect to Spurs this week, between 2.1 and 2.3 against Liverpool, not great, but Son only needs one chance, right? That's one thing he's shown, to be fair to him. Um, he's an elite finisher, completely elite finisher. Um and against Arsenal, only 2.9, 2.9, The numbers aren't great. I'm not getting rid of them. I, I won't captain him this week. That's me. When you on get that- them, so say someone like me on the ideal free hit, it doesn't include Sun. But at his EO and as a current Kane owner, having been punished so often by having Kane over Sun this season, I think Sun is actually the player that has the most net losses against me on FPOptimized.com. <laughs> um, he's up is there. He's up there. Is my Reese James right? Oh, no, Reese yeah. James is up there for me too. But Ramsdale, <laughs> Ramsdale but he, I've owned people like Ramsdale and Reese James, but they're still some of my biggest net losses of the year. And if anyone who's not checked that out, I recommend FPOptimize.com with a Z from Satalp and definitely look at your season review. And you'll be very fascinated to see which players actually are your best net gains versus your worst net losses of the year. Yeah, and it will really yeah. give you some soul searching to do. And I guess what what I would guess what I'm saying here is like for me, it feels very much like a gut call. Like, I know some people who would definitely captain him just because of the minutes. Like, they've bought into this theory that Salah won't play, you know, guaranteed minutes. KDB won't play guaranteed minutes. That's the narrative they've bought into. They want to go against Salah. They've not had him for a while now, potentially. 
Son is the player that I would captain over Salah, I think, regardless of these. And I think it's interesting because that's the reason we've not spoken about Tottenham right till the end, right? Because when we were looking at these FDRs, there was nothing to call home about here in terms of doubles. And that's why it's so difficult for someone like me on a free hit where I could actually go without either of them. But it just feels so much safer to have Son than having, say, a second City mid. Because at the rank I'm at, like if I don't want to drop out of the top 1K and keep that triple digit rank, I feel like I almost need to have Son and... Nah. It's the same with Cancelo, who I don't own. So I almost wonder, are Cancelo's son plus that Salah captaincy, like, they're my plasters, and then all my other eight starters are where I might make up my yeah. charge. I think that's a great point. And I think, you know, we have to have one eye on EO. We also have to have an eye on who we're going to think about captaining in the weeks to come. And Spurs have two very, very captainable fixtures towards the end of the season. There's 37 and 38 as well. 37 is actually a very, very good fi- a very, very good matchup. I've already looked. Um, I've is already Burnley, been looking is at it. Burnley won. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm I, sure hope, I, hope, I hope Burnley are fine. But this top four race has definitely got a very exciting and heated. So yeah. from what I've seen, obviously, Leeds have now been dragged back into it after Everton and Burnley's recent wins. So... I'm not looking forward to Arsenal playing them at the Emirates uh, on the weekend. Then we play Tottenham, and then we could be playing an Everton team on the last day of the season who are fighting to stay up for their lives. Everyone's got something <laughs> to play for, right? Yeah, yeah so that yeah. worries me. Spurs are playing Liverpool, who are in a title yeah. race. They're then playing a Burnley, who's trying to stay up for their life. But the one game they have at the end that suits them is the one against Norwich. And that could be yeah. the one where they look to make silly goal difference up. But I do think, you know, you talk about EO, those have said, I think Sun's a great option going forwards. As I say, for me, I'm not, he's not going anywhere. I'm, like I say, the, the two double, re, you know, the, the two returns from Kulosevsky and Son, that's the combinations that you want, right? And I keep coming back to this. How many times has the combinations worked for me this season? At meets, uh, Lacazette and Smith Rowe, right? Remember we that? We have the two, yeah. Yeah. How many I'm still waiting for my fullback to fullback goal one day or fullback to centre-back <laughs> goal. That's like the elitist combination points you can get yeah. in FPL. But just, um, it's very uh, rare. Just one thing I want to bring up, mate. Um, teams with single game weeks. Mm. And, and Tony was mentioned in the chat Yes, as well, he was. So it's a good time to talk about them too, I think. I think Brentford are flying under the radar. They've not got many fixtures and obviously people are not looking at them that much. But I actually think that is an extremely, extremely good matchup this week against Southampton. Extremely good. Everything is lined up, in my view, for possibly a double return there. That is exciting. I think, would you only go for Tony? Um, With so many midfielders with doubles to come, I can't see a world where I'd go for like an Ericsson punt. It just feels a bit wild unless you're playing draft. It it seems a bit crazy. It seems a bit crazy. But do you know what? There's worse options between now and the end of the season than than Brentford. Much what worse. What about, so say, the likes of Leeds, who obviously have a double? They are fighting for their lives as well. Um, you know, Rafinha is someone who I know a few people who are holding on to them. Um, most people have jumped ship at this stage. Um, we've got a, obviously a question here as well from Blue Knicks about are oh, his fixtures as bad as the FDR makes out? And I'd be interested to see the zonals for uh, Leads as well as obviously the very negative FDRs of minus one and minus one point two from an attacking perspective for the. Well, uh, I, I sold him some time ago for this reason. Uh, I sold Rafinha. Um, in fact, I got rid of him for Son. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there we go. So there's the, yeah, zonals are terrible. They're terrible as well. So, so there's not much really going for them. 
No. I mean, look, he'll be involved. But he'll, he'll be involved. If there's anything happening, he'll be involved. He'll be that's involved, right. but he won't be involved in a lot. No, no, I think that that's the issue at hand. And when there's so many other midfielders, I think um, it's not for me, that's for sure. Um, Dred says Tony's his only single game week asset. I think, yeah, I think that's a pretty great shout. And I'm not I, sure I, like I would that. like take the minus four there just to like say turn him into like a Enketia. Um, it's not necessarily a move that I would be looking for in terms of maximum upside. Um, but yeah, really, that's kind of I think everything there. I don't know if there's anything to call out on the zonals because yeah, I've just got a few. I'm just going to shout a few out very quickly. Let's see what we come. Let's just quickly over five minutes just zip through these. So we've talked about Nketiah. 8.3. Uh, left side of Villa. Coutinho. Is this Coutinho's week? I hope so. <laughs> 4.5 uh, against Liverpool, look. I'll be actually selling him on the free. Oh, That's four, sorry, 4.5 against Burnley. Uh, and then three the against Liverpool. Liverpool. But if what you what you look at, and, and Gabe's somewhat, he's, he's taught me about this, um, you know, Mr. Coach there. Um, he likes the idea of when there's differentials between the zones, you can clearly see when one team where there's a weakness. Okay, so you know potentially Coutinho could looks like uh, this is. I'm putting my Gabe hat on here for a second. Villa left. That's Trent's space which he leaves. Right? Could Coutinho do something down that left side? Um, I mean, look, Liverpool are great defensively now. It'll be a personal see. motivation for him, for sure, as well. In that yeah, matchup, of course. Yeah, I, I know it's one of those weeks, actually. So, so yeah, I think Coutinho is not a bad shout. Um, Chelsea in the middle, but who? Nine point eight. Havertz or Lukaku? Yeah. Yeah. Is is that a stupid? If you were I think as a Havertz a holder, if I'd still held him. There would be a temptation to keep holding, but yeah, it's almost like a shock that he started the last game. Yeah. So that, that does worry me a little bit. If, if Lukaku wasn't so well, either one out of favour, two bad, <laughs> and three totally fed up and about to probably jettison out the trapdoor, right? Um, you know, would he be a shout for a free hit this week? Nine point. I, I, I'm going to free hit him out. That, that's all I'm going to say to the listeners. Yeah. But um, and I think I agree on Dred's point where he says, "Isn't he better in double game week 37?" So I think he, he's great in this double itself. But when you look at the zonals, he's got the second best zonal for the remainder of the season between 36 and 38. So that Villa left from 36 to 38 is 18 point three. And the only yeah. better zone is Chelsea's 20 for the rest of the season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, going back to Coutinho, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so I think definitely for Coutinho, that it could feel like that that could be a nice one for him. Obviously, last week, the zonal favoured uh, Watkins, and um, I, I regret not having him then. But I think at this I, I stage... Mean, look, I, I look at Villa and I, you know, I still see, you know, I, I'm going to hold Watkins for, obviously, I've got him now, I'm going to hold him, probably sell him in 38. Um but yeah, uh, that's that one. Uh, Everton left, obviously. Rich Allison. Um, Manchester City right. <laughs> I was going to say, Mar- I wonder who plays there, Sterling yeah. or Mike. <laughs> well, you can see why I'm thinking it, can't you? You can see what's in the back of my mind here. Um, you know, but of course, the other thing, and this is something quite interesting, is you see how KDB moves into this these spaces of weakness. You often see him popping up on the right, sometimes on the left. He's all over the place, right? But the point is, is I can see KDB just dropping slightly deep on that right and then just whipping balls in right. You know, I can, 
I genuinely can see that. I think KDB is a great shout this week as well. Is Cancelo a great shout if he plays down the right? There's rumours. I think with Walker potentially being back. Walker um, could be back. Yeah, if that's the case, Cancelo for me is an even better captaincy option. We'll come on to that in a bit if he goes mm -hmm. back to the left. But does that, yeah, give the, does that give the slight chance of Cancelo rotating though? Because Zinchenko is. I think, I think because of that one ban as well. I think yeah. I'm happy. I think he's played just, the most minutes of like any yeah. outfield player in the pro. Tend to agree with you. Tend to agree with you. And of course, Liverpool, right? Well, we know what's happening with that. We don't need yeah, to. Yeah, we know that. exactly what's happening there. Just before we okay. go, we're at one hour. And before we go to the questions from uh, Twitter and then the ones in the live chat, we'll get people to put them in as well from now before we do captaincy too. So I just want to say hi to a few more of the kind of haulers who've tuned in since we've been live. So Harshal Shah's come in. We'll talk about captaincy soon. Um, Anthony Chung, good to see him. Matthew says, thank you. They're in the top 10K for the first time ever. Thanks to the show. Well done. FPL Penguin, good to see you. Jedi Dick Sensei, Execute Order 66. I looked that up. It is a Star Wars reference. Um, Ed Ravin or Raven, good to see you. Oscar Arias, Ramanathan's here as well. Tim Wright. Quite a few people have turned up as we've been tuning in. So I just want to say hi. Um, but yeah, get, get your questions in. I think we'll, we'll, we'll do a little captaincy uh, jingle, as I call yeah. it, even though it's definitely not a jingle. It's I was, like was going to say, very but, quickly, before we before we go into this, I just want to give one more. Uh, Rusty, mm -hmm. uh, Rusty, Rusty, finally catching net that whole live from Singapore. Nice. Shout out to the Singapore. Get laughed. The early morning crew. Point. Yeah, get to the Singapore meets as well when the next ones happen, definitely. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for the captaincy reveal for this week because um, I have said I'm going to go on Salah, but I've not actually looked ahead at this picture this week. Unlike <laughs> normal, I want to be surprised on air. So just to build the build up to a crescendo of the captaincy reveal, first things first. We had a little bit of a success with the metric last week because despite KDP being rested, of course, was a fantastic captain option. Who was our vice captain? But would Workio himself, Ollie Watkins. Thank you very much, Ollie Watkins. You saved the captain's metric skin this week. Solid think, nine pointer. Yeah, it was good. I mean, look, as a vice captain, you just need if you if you're in that, and it was bad luck. Right. Again, what we spoke about the philosophy earlier in the week, fine wires, right? Between success and failure. Well, um, there was the KDB captains who vice captain Salah and the ones who vice captained Sun or Watson. Son. So, yeah. A big difference, right? Because uh, totally, totally. But yeah, we're back up to 80%. So that, I think that's the, that's like the bar we want to try and continue to achieve so we're just bimbling around you know we're getting to the point now where you know we get a success we go up one percent we lose one we go down one percent pretty much um or two percent so let's see how we go between now and the end of the season but yes ollie watkins thank you so much my friend um i i really mean woodworkio yeah, with the with the greatest of affection <laughs> if you believe that, believe anything. Right, okay, right, next. Um, let's have a look at the metric. And for the first time this season, I think, we have a defender at the top of the metric. Cancelo is top. I still what do you think to that? I've not, I've not had a Man City player since game week 27. <laughs> I don't know how I've survived at my rank, but... Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Like I think 28, I wild carded out Cancelo and Foden. And I can't wait to free hit Cancelo straight back into my team with De Bruyne, who is obviously third in this table. Salah, I own. Um, Sterling owners, this is a painful watch for you as we see a top four dominated yeah. by three City players. And I think if we'd held Sterling all this time, and if he doesn't yeah. start again tomorrow in the Champions League, what do you do? Because like, it feels like it's impossible to sell, but other people are telling me like they're just done with him at this stage. They're going to sell him regardless, even if it's for De Bruyne or a son. But seeing uh, him this high in the metric scary as well. It is. And I think if we just look at it, I mean, look, Cancelo, right? He's got eight returns, one double, you know, 67% chance of return. I know it's net that haul, not net that return. That's, you know, that's the, the standing joke now. Um, the fixed difficulty is good. And of course, um, you could argue that you could consider uh, Cancelo's fixture difficulty 122 instead of 116 because he's got the potential for attacking returns as well. Um, you know, you know, 1.14 clean sheets, 114%, 46% uh, chance of an assist, 18% chance of a goal. Um, no rotation risk as we can, as far as we can see. Yeah. What's not to like apart from Apart from you want a spanner, you want a spanner in the works, Neymar. I'm going to give you that spanner in the works. Um, <laughs> the worrying stat I test FPL, um, and I think it was Frazier who alerted me to this. It said virtually all Cancelo's returns have occurred when he's been on the left, and that's why you're looking to see what happens with Walker. Yeah, that's why I'm waiting. That's definitely to see a good shot happening with walker now look let's look at the others Salah, yeah of course second 128 uh two double returns seven occasions of single returns 17 percent hole still not too great um 84 uh, goal 45 assist and a bit of a clean sheet as well but i was saying that most of these are midfielders or defenders anyway so they're going to get the, the benefits of the clean sheets anyway and then we've got kdb in third slightly behind who will go up both Salah and remember this still takes into account the rotation, Nima, at the moment. So both KDB and Salah will go up slightly, uh, mm-hmm. as will Sterling in fourth because of the small amount of rotation, but they won't change order. Okay. So then you've got Mount in fifth. Who are this is where with... for Gordon, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who you're who you're thinking about selling? Robertson in sixth, Mane in seventh with a 68% uh, chance for goal, 49% assist. Um, do you know what? I, I just There's a little devil on my shoulder thinking about Sadio Mane between now and the end of the season, somehow. It did cross my mind. I've done it before at the end of the season. It's an isn't it? Yeah, it's, my, it's always As my end of the season. Liverpool player. Because Diaz and Jota, we saw they both played a half, obviously, last night or tonight. It's 12.15 a.m., so I guess it was yeah. last night now. But, um, yeah, that that does worry me, and Mane is definitely the more guaranteed. And I haven't quite figured out if there's, like, a real number to this, but there must be something in this idea that since Mane's played centre-forward as well, that, like, we've just not been seeing the same returns from Salah. So I do wonder if that double-up, I'm not saying sell Salah for Mane, but if I could at this stage, if I could own Robertson, Salah, and Mane is my free. That, that would be a very exciting route for me. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if I could go there. Um, we've got James is still here. Madison's there, as we said. Trent is here. It's very heavily dominated by Chelsea, Liverpool and City all the way down 
until you get to Ian Acho and you know Tony yeah. makes a rogue shout here as a single game weaker. Um, he's the only single game weaker in the entire list yeah. as well. Look so. how far down Sun and Kane are. Mm. 94. And remember, this fixture difficulty, it does it's heavily weighted on fixtures. So you need okay. to have basically you need this the way this metric works is you need the stars to align. And the stars and Mar- Mar- like is really quite good as well, by the way. And his whole percentage of 42 is pretty nice, but I guess his minutes here are a bit worrying, as we were saying. So that, well, he would good. jump up to around 111. Just mm-hmm. by taking the rotation off, and if you then considered he started, because bear in mind these are the, the 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 goals and the assists are based on expected minutes. Now, of course, if that changed, and all of a sudden Mares jumps up to eighty instead of thirty for a goal, or you know, or let's say sixty or something like that, then Mares is right in the mix. Is right up with KDB. Mm, that is very appealing, and. Foden is the other option. So I think I am surprised to see Laporte so high up and not Diaz. I do I do wonder if that's just because of the... I took him out. I took Diaz out when he was injured, so he's not there. Um, okay, what about the other Diaz? So there's two the Diaz. The other Diaz. Um, not Ruben Diaz. And not the other one's not enough. <laughs> not I, was, I just realised Dred might think I'm talking about his Diaz. No, 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 no. It's just not, about just another not in Diaz. Diaz. So, but I think, it's, I think it's very interesting. Now, look, the caveat is Cancelo on the right or the left. Um, I think if he plays on the left, I think I might captain him. If he plays on the right, I'll definitely be going with Salah. Mm-hmm. That's where I am. So it's between the two. I'm going to, you know, and I think the caveat there, the, the left and right caveat, I think is quite important in my view. Um, and therefore I'm thinking that, you know, the safe move is definitely Salah. The, I think gamble, but not a massive gamble, certainly if he's left, is Cancelo. Would you, would you want a free think? hit and go without Sun? If I can get, would I like, free like, hit and go without Sun? Like if I can if I can get to like say a Salah, De Bruyne, Mane, Cancelo, Robertson, Trent, like I just I really go against them with yeah. and put all the money into like someone that no one owns, like a Mane or a Mares or a Foden. And it, look, it's a gamble, it's a isn't it? Yeah, it is it's a gamble. A <laughs> but I think if you if you're looking at it and you think about it from, you know, is it a gamble with some sense behind it? You'd argue, yeah, it is, hmm. given the fixtures. And you know, yes, Sun is definitely. Um, an elite finisher, but Spurs away from home are by no means um, as potent potentially as they are. And I think before this game as well, right, obviously against a Leicester that had rotated and played in the Conference League, um, they'd had, let's not forget, zero shots on target in two games. So maybe we're being a bit short-sighted about how quickly they're going to return to firing ways. Um and at this point in time, Sun has been brought in by 49,000 people. And people are rushing to people like Jesus for 120K and Ketia 81K, Richardson 77K. Even Dennis has somehow been bought by more. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, th- that one I don't know. I think, I think they just see Watford double game. We're going to panic. We didn't even talk about Watford today because we're not condoning that to anyone. If you've got them for a bench boost this week, like, fair play. But, like, I wouldn't be looking to actually buy them. Um, I guess the one thing I want to overlay on this for you is, so FPL Focal, our friend of the show as well, he 
has just recently started doing this graphic, this predicted effective ownership, which I really like. And he takes the kind of ownership data from FPO Optimize, and then he takes the captaincy poll from Scout and overlays it to get an EO from that based on the transfers in and the captaincy poll. So for his predicted EO for Gaming 36 at the moment, he has Salah 146% just to overlay on the captaincy. He has Trent at 89%, Cancelo at 81%, Saka at 77%. Broho is still up here somehow at 55%, but I think a lot of that will become in Ketia. Uh, Robertson 55%, Mount 55%. Sun 53%, James 52%, and Kulisevsky 47%. So they're the top predicted EO. Um, when you then look at this, that's why I think something like a De Bruyne or a Mane that you mentioned or a Mares, these are all very exciting punts. And then Ketia, like he's nowhere near that, even with the mass transfers in. Richardson, even like so many chances to really get a huge gain in your rank now. And I think I'd like to do that without the risk of going against say, not owning or captaining Salah at 146. And I want a Trent Cancelo. KDB, I think he's going to be so low-owned that, like, if you're chasing and you want a captain in fair play, but I just think I'll gain so much from buying him. Most bench boosters can't get to him. 40% of the top 10K has a bench boost, and they can't afford him and a bench. So they're going to maybe go for a Foden. And he's, again, nowhere near up this list of ownership. So for me personally, the, the ones that I'm most scared of, on a free hit, I'll probably not have. Well, Broher, I'm not afraid of, so I won't count him despite his EO. But Mount at 55% if he plays. James, if I decide not to keep him on the free hit, 52%. Kulusevsky, if I said on the free hit, 47%. Son at 53%. Now, these are all players that I'm... They're like the biggest risk. And I think to myself, actually, is having like, you know, a KDB and a Foden worth so much just because of that low, low ownership and huge potential gain to losing, let's say if Sun gets 20 points again, I lose 10 points from that. Mm. His ownership will be a lot lower because his captaincy will significantly have come down and he's not being mass transferred in this week because again, 40% of the top 10K have a bench boost and they can't get to him and they don't like his fixture difficulty and they're going to go elsewhere if they've already... Some people are selling him. Like I know a lot of Sun owners who if I had him, I wouldn't send him. I'll say that much, but they're selling him for a minus four, and I don't I, think I'd do that. With the I, I, honestly, I'm, I'm surprised you haven't had a rant about that because to me, that's madness. <laughs> what about selling him? That's yeah, I know. Madness. That, that is total madness. I can see where there's questions about bringing Sun in, Tim Wright, considering yeah. getting Sun in. Is that chasing points? If you don't bring him in this week, he's probably going to be so highly owed next week. The you're probably just defensive. Yeah. You're probably just defending. If I think, I think it, depend, it depends, yeah, Kane as well, like, he's the sixth most transferred out this week. So people, people are, are jumping Kane sideways. Like I mean, Kane owners, you know, they've done nothing wrong. You've done nothing wrong as a Kane owner. Why jump sideways? <laughs> At this I mean, point in the season, like, I, like if you told me you were going to try and get to a De Bruyne, maybe you're going to do Kane to De Bruyne this week, and then maybe De Bruyne becomes Sun, but... Then if West Ham get to the final and the points facing a knackered West Ham with final to go two days later, are you then going to send it for us? You're going to just end up going Spursless for the rest of the season. I, so. I genuinely think the only way you're going to benefit from Son is to bring him in now or captain him in 37 and 38. That's the only way you're going to gain mm. on him going towards the end of the season. Or you go he's against a great. He's a very, very good comfort blanket to have. Certainly for me at my rank now, people are jumping towards him. People are moving towards him. I've always, I've already got You've him. Had him, yeah. Last. Yeah, I moved you can look week. at the next exciting pick. Yeah, 
Yeah. So let's go so to that, some of the questions. Yeah, let's get yes. to the, I've got some Twitter questions for us. There's only a handful. And then we've got a few here from Tim and a few others in the live chat, which we'll get through. I think we're going to try and get out of here, though, in the next 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, well, so, 15, so, let's do 15 minutes if we can, and then we'll get out of one for Yeah, we'll see what questions are. So we've got, F, we've got Dan, uh, Dan, Danube Joe. So F, but I keep forgetting because on YouTube, he's got obviously a different name, and then on Twitter, it confuses me. So he says, forget about rotation for a second. Who are the three best Man City players to own in FPL? So I think just off the back of today's discussion, like it has to really be Mares and KDB as two of them. And he says midfielders, so I can't say Jesus. Um, would you put anyone else in there as a third one? Like is Foden there for you above yeah. a Sterling or I mean, rotation. I think Foden is the least rotation affected player so he would be in that list for me but if you took rotation aside now i chuckled when i saw that email outside the, the the twitter and the reason the reason for it is i went what the me now the hell can you ignore rotation <laughs> but if you want to answer the question it is it's mares um like i say um sterling possibly mm. fun We've got Alchanos, so pretty team-specific one. Um, we kind of just covered this a bit now about should I move out Sun and Ramsey for Foden and Yota, keeping in mind the UCL semis, or do Sun to KDB straight up? So do you see what I mean? Like, although there are people looking to get Sun in, there are a lot of people looking to get the City players and maybe just really go for that low ownership and try to get themselves that City attack. Um, what would you do there? Would, would you sell Sun? I think... For the KDB straight swap, I'd consider it, but I wouldn't be doing it as a double move with Ramsey, Foden and Jota, mm-hmm. not with uh, Jota's potential minutes and with Ramsey's double-double to come at that price well, as an enabler. Jota played last night, didn't he? Did he play last night? So they played 50, uh, 45 minutes each, which is unhelpful. He started and got subbed off. So make of that what you will, right? Um what does that sh- that, 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 that just makes me it, more concerned? It, it, yeah, can't decide whether they were losing 2 0 when he was subbed off. So, was he taken off? It, w- it was taken off for a tactical decision, right? Must have been. Hmm. So, then we got FPL Dallas. Should I get Sun or KDB this week? So, at the moment, he doesn't own Sun. I think this is the Ooh. kind of situation where if you didn't own Sun, you could go for KDB. Um, but then I, if I, he gets KDB, he then can't upgrade Pookie to Watkins in 37 for the double. So there are many connotations to this. And I think the long-term play is probably you get Sun so you can get Watkins Spooky the following week. The the heart pick is you get KDB now after he's just had his rest. And I think unless you're captaining KDB, it's difficult. Yeah, it depends where you are. I mean, sometimes you're just better off playing it one week at a time and just worry about it next week. Watkins might, you know, for all you know, Mm. you know, you might have a different idea next week. You could always take another hit in 37. Yeah, you might... (laughs) Well, I did. I took a exactly. minus eight and, and sunk like sunk without trace. And I thought, well, hang on a minute. I'm going to take another hit on top of a minus eight. And I jumped right back up again. So I, th- I think just take it. As, I know you need to think about it as blocks. And it's a strange thing for me to say. But I, I think KDB is a very, if I didn't have, if I had the choice between KDB and Sun right now, I'd go KDB. So would I um it's a tough one for me because I'll be gutted because I'll have him for the double and then he'll be out of my team and I'll have Kane back in 37. So, and I'm does not going to sell Eddie? Kane. Does he, own, does, he own, does he own Eddie? I'm not sure. I guess um, when he watches this back, we've gone live earlier in the week and the deadline's late on Saturday, actually, not the normal time. So he can let us know on Twitter. So we've got FPL Black Dragon Dom. Is Alonso a buy for double game in 36? Um, I think if I had him, I'd 
potentially hold at that price. We said earlier in the episode, when, if you go to the beginning of the FDR timestamp, we actually lead with Chelsea quite early on. But um, I, I don't know if I'd be looking to buy him at this point in time. Um, I, I feel like there's better options. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, Hub think he's the top point scorer of the uh, week. No, second. Behind, uh, behind he's great Kyle for the rest of the season to hold them. And he's but again, between like, if I didn't have him, I don't know if I'd be looking like because the rest it's, of it's the season, getting... the rest of the season, the rest of the season is probably one of the best. He's right, top. he's top. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I don't know if they've been on the pot down there, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> As someone who's dry these days, I, I can't see the appeal. But, but no, no, I don't know. I mean, look, if you own him, um, I'd, I'd I think I'd, I'd probably I'd hold him on the basis of those predicted points. Would you bring him in? <laughs> no, I think I'd go for a Diaz still. Um, if I could get to him, I'd potentially get him as a second city defender. Um, if you're not looking to get a midfielder and you can't afford one of their attack and. I feel like you've only got one city player. You need to the priority is to get to two or three. City you need players. two. I think you need two city, no matter what. This week, it's just I don't know about three because I think um, the rotation risk is is quite is still there. We still don't quite know. Nobody can second guess them. And I know we've got um, is it Emma? It's at Jump the Wave on yeah. Twitter. She she always does a, a fantastic um, like prediction with various city. Uh, fans, I think, who who all send their predictions in, and then they work out percentages of who she think, who they think is going to start. I think they do the same for Chelsea as well, so it's quite useful to look at. I always tend to look at that as like a last minute thing, um, but I don't know. I, I find City's midfield as it is a, a gamble. I think as a free hit, I think you're going to go there, aren't you? As, as bringing someone in is a, is a bigger gamble. Yeah, I think he could be a tasty one for me. Like, I've got James now. I want James for the rest of the season. I could save nearly a million by going down to Alonso to fund like a KDB and a son. I've looked at a few options where... So, so really, my options on a free hit are that I can have like a Salah, Son, KDB mid with just um, Enketia up top and like two 4.5 million forwards to the duds. Um, so th- there is a way. But I do just wonder if like leaving Son out and having a Richarlison and Cancelo and, you know, like it just, there's so much possibility if I leave Son yeah. out. I mean, that, that's what's difficult for me. Um, I, I think yeah. the, the worry about taking and, and thinning your bench so extremely is that, are you going to get on the wrong side of some of this rotation, which Lego Mane has shown very, very... They want a free hit. I would risk. be okay with it. I, I'd expect them to play one of their two games and the rest of my team would be solid. So that's the other side of it. Like, yeah, like yeah. there might be one or two players who don't play as many minutes, but I'd, if it gets me, let's say like a one more premium than everyone else, maybe. But um, again, I agree. I'd rather have like a bench where someone like a Pookie is my first bench, not a Gelhart. Yeah. And my optimum teams on like even review, they do have um, a Pookie, I think, first on the bench. Like I'm looking, not, none of them give me sun, by the way. But the lineup they give me as one of the teams of the week, for instance, is Guadaventure, Puki, Tavares, and Brandon Williams. Um, so, you know, two, two of them probably get minutes in Puki and Tavares. But am I going to need them? Probably not. You've got like a team of Schmeichel, Trent, Robertson, Diaz, 
Salah, De Bruyne, Saka, Foden, Madison, Richarlison, and Ketia. It's a bit different. It doesn't have Sun. It has Diaz instead of Cancelo. It has double City mid, and it has the less the, the, the mid that no one's got at the moment. So, mm. but it has a bench. Now, if you want to suddenly turn a Foden to a Sun there, what was already a light bench becomes an even lighter bench. Um, but yeah. it's possible. That, and that's the risk. I mean. and, and that's the risk. You, you know, you're a fine line away from, uh, you know, getting into, you know, getting on the wrong side of that variance again, right? Going back to what we said. So I think eventually you you, you force it too much, you're leaving yourself the chance of it going wrong. Point of fact, Nima, as I said to you, selling Ronaldo when he had a double for those Chelsea assets and it, it looked a great move. But selling him there at that point, look what happened. That is about, that is forcing it, in my opinion. Mm. And that's why sometimes you need to just go, whoa. So, so in that scenario, so Dom, some Dom, Dom says he does have Diaz. Um, so I guess he's already got like maybe a Cancelo and Diaz, maybe both. Yeah. And so Alonso feels like an exciting option for him to just get and hold for the rest of the season. With the numbers you said to me, if you accept that he's going to miss one of those games anyway, you could say, you know, Chelsea wingback shows up in the box as a striker half the time. Um, there could be many worse assets at his price. And oh, totally, totally. I think if I, if I was, and, and the FDR is like you said, it, it is one of the best for this game. We can the rest of the season defensively. It's just we're all worried about this one game. They might not start, but even then, they might cameo that game to prep for the cup. So I, I wouldn't be too worried. I think he, he is a good shout. If you've already got your Liverpool and City defenders of choice, then. I think I'd rather go to Alonso than any other team's uh, defender as like a third or fourth defender this week. Um, and then also just a clarification we have from Dallas as well. So he says he does have Nketiah already. So that was part of the Puki to Watkins upgrade. He discussed that he wouldn't have enough money the following week. Um, he already has Nketiah. But just going to the final questions on Twitter. So Asa says, what should I do with Timo Werner? So you obviously talked about there's a personal story for you where you've sold Ronaldo. Um, I, I don't know if you brought in Werner, but did you still sold Ronaldo that week? It just wasn't for Werner. Yeah, no, I brought I brought Werner in for Ronaldo. Yeah, so oh, you I, did. I okay, I, I immediately and I, you know and, and you've uh, already moved on even last I, week. Yeah, before I just I just got rid of him for Watkins straight away. I'd seen enough. So, you, so he's got Richarlison and Puki, zero million in the bank. There's your answer. Chris is on Watkins. Watkins looks great with a double double. I would go there, and um, he could be a cheeky punt to sell him thirty eight when he plays Man City. I, I, no, Watkins will be leaving my team in, in 38. As to who for, I don't know. Maybe exactly. Tony. Tony. And then, yeah, Tony's exactly what we were saying. And he plays a Leeds that day. Um, that that yeah. would be quite interesting. Um, yeah. So we've got FPL Sherlock Dylan, the last question on Twitter. Should Man City and Chelsea assets still be considered despite rotations and managed minutes? Um, I would recommend watch the beginning of the FDR. We talk about them in length. And then number two from him is, who are the best Coutinho replacements in and around his price range? I'm looking at Bernardo Silva and Kulusevski. So I think if I had Coutinho now, we saw his zone all for the rest of the season, his holding. second best in the game. I'll be holding him. And yeah. this double specifically, I don't like as much, but I think for the 37 double, outside of Richarlison and the Spurs boys, he is the next captaincy contender of that week, I'm sure. So I wouldn't be We'll, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. I've already looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what this week's... Uh, I've projected the captaincy out three weeks now, by the way, because I'm... I'm okay. looking for captaincy picks because that's it's so important to nail your captaincy pick. Um, so I'm actually looking out in advance now at the captaincies. Um, 
I don't let's get to these questions that. from the live chat quickly before we get out of here. So Ramonathan asked Coutinho or Ings better double game with I would go Coutinho or Watkins. I don't think that I think on minutes alone, I would say that. But Ings showed when he comes on. He did look he, good, yeah. He looks good. Oscar Arias, I'm thinking of Vernet and Ketia Havertz to KDB. Yeah, I think I would be all over that despite the uh, fantastic centrals. On it like a car bonnet. So we've got Camara's maximum assumption. I just I, I can't go there. I just can't go near him. We, we, we can't say anything about Morris till tomorrow's look, game. You all laughed at me with Lacazette a few weeks ago. But it saying, went well briefly, but, but we well, see how it, it is. But it only needs to go well briefly. Yeah, it needs to go well for these three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's look, true. I keep coming back to this. I am saying in isolation, if he doesn't play tomorrow, tonight, tomorrow, whenever it bloody well is now. I don't even know what time of bloody day it is here now. Then I think he's not a bad shout, but difficult. Right. So let's keep going through questions. Just just seen as well, we've hit 20 likes and broken the 20, 20 watching as well for a while now cons- consistently. Um, so thanks, guys. Um, if you've not hit like and you've just recently tuned in, please do support the channel as well and subscribe if you're new. And um, we've got... Tim's question as well here. So he has Havertz and Sterling still, and he's looking to move them on to both De Bruyne and Son. He only has Enketia up top. Um, this is one of so this is one of free hit as well. So I'm obviously also free hitting, and I think that was one of the options I mentioned to you, wasn't it? Like having the Salah KDB Son mid with Justin Ketia. I think that's totally viable. And it's just do you think Richarlison is better than having Son potentially and then maybe having a stronger defensive On a free hit, we can do some luxury stuff, whether that's you have free premiums, then Enketia's this is like the best time he could emerge as a starter because he makes this viable because you have to play one forward and he could be the one forward you play. I have to say, if you know, if you have the ability to change to that type of structure, it sounds perfect, doesn't it? To, to move to that for one week and yeah. you don't need to worry about the two duds the following week. Um, yeah. So he's saying, is chasing? Oh, you already asked this one about chasing. Yeah, well, I, I don't one, think yeah. it is. So, oh, there's Werner to 4.5. Habits to KDB. So it's some for minus four. So this would actually be just without a free hit even. So, so Sun has tanked him quite a bit actually from 2.5 7.5 K just in two weeks. You know, so I, I think it's the same question basically. But I think whether it's a free hit or whether it's even on a minus four, if you've got enough transfers to do that just for a minus four, I'm assuming you've got two bank then. That, that's even, that, that's potentially even better. Um, I know Werner we said you want some bench, but Werner has to go for me. Werner uh, has to go. So, yeah, there's a lot of questions about Sun so, and not keep Kane. So, I think D-Chin, like, that's probably me. Like, I'll either bring in Sun or I won't, but I won't be keeping Kane on this free hit. I can tell you that much. No, um, so, not Kane will be leaving on the free hit. The question is, like, when we get to 37, I'll probably then keep Kane because I, I, I just don't see myself moving from Kane to Son in the final two transfers I have left of the season. Um, I, I just can't see that as a maximum use of my move. I have read some, I've, I've read various um, tweets and things. People, a lot of people saying that Kane looks to be maybe a better pick, thirty-seven and thirty-eight than Son. I, I at this moment in time, I'd prefer the money and Son. <laughs> you know, fair play. So let's say his last question from Blue Knicks as well. So. We've got Ronaldo and Martinelli to Enketia and De Bruyne using two free transfers. Would you move out Werner to Jesus or James to Laporte Diaz for a hit? I think if there was ever a week to take a hit, like this would be it. I don't think I'd take a hit in 37 or 38, probably. So this is like the last chance saloon. Um, 
I do like those moves. Just let me check the poll I put out last night because I, I put a poll yeah, out. While you dig that up, just a shout it. out to FPL Jack as well. He's a bit late. Um, yeah, so we, we actually saw that you've made it up to the top 10 of the mini league table as well, Jack. So you'll be pleased to know. And I'm no doubt sure you've seen that uh, you've extended that lead that I finally thought I was catching up on you in the FPL meets league. But um, it looks like my bad week has kind of seen the end of me there uh, with Luke Jerdy knocking me out the cup in the first round so let, let me know if uh you're still in the cup jack but um it's good to see you and yeah definitely have a little listen back i think the fdrs are particularly interesting because it looks through all the way to game week 38 yeah. it kind of treats Just, this like a big block but um yeah go, go whilst we're talking about hits Nima, i'll say whilst we're talking about hits i put a poll out last night um how many hits are you lining up for double game week 36 so uh none so basically, rolling, free hit, free transfer, etc. 31%. One, 30%. Two, 28%. So 28% are taking a minus eight. And 11% are going for a minus 12 or more. Now, that could just be people just pressing it just for just for <laughs> the sake of it. This is the problem with Twitter users. It is, but I reckon there... That a minus, I reckon the average point hit this week is going to be between three and four. So I think a minus eight is like a minus four to you, is how I would look at it. If you're removing injured players, if you're singlers for doublers, uh, if you're confident they're going to play a two, it's a no brainer. Oh, I, I like that. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. So I, I'm obviously on a free hit. If I wasn't, I think I would be taking a minus four. For a bench boot, I'd go as far I'm as doing minus eight. I will out. take a minus four. I will take a minus mm. four. I think I'm going to stop short of a minus eight because of the rotation risk. Yeah. And, yeah, we, we've seen what can happen when you sell double game because, well, even if they just play the yeah. one game. And, the you moment, know, I can see James hauling 18 points in either of those yeah. games, even if he only starts the one. At the moment, my two possible, possible moves, okay, the first one would be Mount to a City midfielder, right? And then uh, Eddie coming in for Veghorst. The other option would be Edison coming in for Saar and Naketia coming in for Veghorst and holding Mount. Mm. That would be the other one. That's Mount was very up. high up in those uh, projected points, wasn't he? Um, yeah. And his uh, predicted... And 37 and 38 then as well. You've still got him. And I still think he'll return. He's, he's, he's been unlucky in the last couple of weeks. So I still think he's a good option going forwards, but you know, I think definitely I, I would that. agree that Chelsea buyers in thirty-four, um, they they have been very unfortunately hit with the um, the it, variance. Like it, you would expect that that was still the right play, in my opinion. Well, heavy you look on at, Chelsea doublers. I mean, uh, like I said, that Ronaldo one's pretty much derailed me. But I mean, you look at, um, I think FPL mate Dan is. I think I think he's eleventh now. I looked at the points I lost, and I'd be sat next to him. I'd be 10th or 12th. Yeah, if you hadn't sold Ronaldo. It's crazy, isn't it? Ronaldo, I'd be 10th. It's definitely squeaky bum time for you. But um, on that note, we're one hour 35 in. Uh, We have been net that hole. It's been a good time for you all. Um, I will tell you, let's say his final question from testimony. So would you switch Kane for KDB? That's basically what I'm doing on my free hit. That's like the entire reason I'm free hitting. With two free transfers or a hit, I don't know. Are you willing to then not own like a Spurs attacker for the rest of the season, or would you consider selling KDB to Sun in the following week? Maybe, but I think it's a very big, difficult decision. And 
maybe ask again on Twitter once the City game tomorrow is over and let's see how that goes. Because for all we know, KDB gets injured and no one's looking to buy him and all the template on free hit changes yet again. So definitely thank you all for tuning in. It's been a pleasure this last hour and a half of yours. Good to see you back, Chris, as well. Two weeks now on the show, so... It's been like old times when we did the Compass show, just me and you, mate. It's been wonderful. I've had a real the, good time. The old, it's the same time we used to do it as well, like a late 11 yeah. p.m., 6 a.m. your yeah, time. It's mate. a real, real, real a good real throwback, to, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, real good to have you uh, uh, to have you on again. And thank you for coming on so late, given it's been the UK. And uh, yeah, I hope people have enjoyed the show. And uh, let's just kick on. We're on the home straight, guys. Aren't we? Yeah, I think. Definitely exciting final three weeks. And do let us know on Twitter what, you, what you're thinking to do, what your moves are. Tag net that hall and definitely um, follow Mariner's journey as he tries to win FPL. Um, I think he thought it was out of reach last week. He was, I'm sure if you listened, a little bit more pessimistic. But back up to 37 OR. Um, might be unrealistic now, but perhaps a late charge on the top 10 is on the cards. So. I That's my target. I think 20 points or f- 16 points i think off the top 10 so wow. i think that's roughly i think i'm 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 guessing here but i, I think that's the one i think look if you can nibble away at 30 percent ranks rank increases like you can't expect to to jump 75 percent, but you can expect to fall 300 if it goes wrong <laughs> certainly at that level <laughs> that's for sure i think you saw that the prior week when you were yeah, also sitting around this rank i didn't think it was possible but it was 100 yeah yeah. Oh god, it was a good time. So thanks everyone. Um we will next week announce some interesting news about the memberships as well. So as we said at the beginning of the show, thanks to everyone who's become a YouTube member and supported us and been getting access to the metrics a few days in advance of the matchup show. But we're thinking of uh, creating a little community as well, somewhere like a Slack or a Discord or a WhatsApp. So if you have any, you know, deep thoughts about that, do let us know afterwards. Um, where you know anybody who has been kind of supporting the channel can get private access to it and can kind of be in that channel and ask us questions throughout the day. I mean, we do have a question from Neha, actually. So our second ever Super Chat. We only I turned it on last week after IBK's donation because he told us to turn it <laughs> on. And I, f- I felt like um, we had to turn it on, even though you and Gabe were not on it. So I just kind of turned it on anyway since then. But um, so for this reason, as I was going to say bye, we will take your question, Neha. And, you know, hopefully I will get to bed for work. But I wouldn't stop We've got to answer this one. We're we'll just going to get it right, or else he might take the money off us. That, that's true. He might cancel the membership of that. Coutinho to Sun and Kane to Richarlison for a minus four. Oh. That's a tough he's, one. He's making us work for this one, isn't he? Let's he is, split um, it down. Coutinho to Sun. Coutinho's got a two double game weeks. Yeah. It's a tough one for me. I think next week in 37, as I said, those two home fixtures and Villa have been much better at home. And Coutinho himself is a bit more of a flat track bully. Some of his only returns have actually come against kind of Leeds twice and Southampton once. And he's only returned in those three games. But, um, you know, like if he was ever going to haul, I think it would be that double game in 37. And I could see the appeal in selling him this week. But then if there's no way back to him in 37, I don't like it so much. Um, You've already got Kane. I think... If you were going to get rid of Kane to get to a KDB, that would appeal to me more personally. But for Son, I'm not sure mm. I'd take that hit. Um, Kane and Coutinho, they, they flopped feels- on us this week already, right? But is it really like, what happens if you do it this week and then this is the week they return and it's one yeah. week too late? It feels a little bit 
like you could go one way, then the variance goes against you, and you want to reverse the mm. whole damn move. That's what I mean. Like you've already had the variance hit you one way, and then you get rid of them, and it's the week that they then get their justice and get their just desserts back. But um, I do I, like Richarlison as a shout. Um, again, I prefer him more for thirty-seven. But that Leicester and Watford away games, I think, they're not so bad for Everton who are fighting for their lives. The FDR would disagree, but um, perhaps the fact that they're uh, fighting for their lives would not. <laughs> doesn't need Coutinho in 38 and has free hit in 37. He's clarified that. Oh, see, if there was a free hit in 37, I would be selling Coutinho 100% this week then. So I, I'll say that to you about that. So I bought Coutinho in 35 specifically because I knew I could free hit him out in 36 and despite the double. I didn't like the fact that Burnley are fighting their lives away from home. I know one of the games is, again, Burnley, but it's a home one this time for Everton in 37. Um, and again, I don't like the second game at all. So, you know, yeah, I think in that scenario, that's different. I think w- with that clarification, you, you definitely don't want him in 38, as you say, and you can free hit him in 37. You, you got unlucky. You didn't get the Norwich points. I would still try for KDB in Richarlison, but if that's too expensive, then, yeah, I think Sonny's... Sonny's definitely just, the more protective measure. Can I just like, caveat this? Can I just caveat this? This mm, is yeah. Rich Allison, boys. It's Rich Allison. <laughs> it's the troll. It's Rich Charlie troll. Do it at your peril. <laughs> well, I'm sure he already has Nketia, and I still like Rich Allison. Um, as I said, he's been getting me points since game week 29. I think he's probably one of the best strikers. I, I can, for the rest of the I'm season. going into this. I'm going into this cold sweat. I'm talking about Rich Allison. He scares the living daylights out of me. I've been. I've been hammered by him so many times. I, I will be keeping Richardson on my free hit, I'm sure. Uh, if that changes, Nehal, keep an eye on Twitter. Um, ask me again in a few days. If I decide to go for the double City mid route or something or to get Sun, KDB and Salah on that free hit, I'll let you know. <laughs> but um, it's likely I'm going to have Richardson over Sun um, on my free hit. But um, make of that what you will. Thank you again for the donations, guys. Um, but yeah, thanks, everyone. It's been a great show. As I said, we are net that hall. I am going to get us out of here this time for real, but appreciate that, Nehal. It's nice to get two Super Chats two weeks in a row now. It's, it's nice to see that there Thank are you, some mate. people out there supporting the channel, helping us grow. So keep an eye out for the membership news next week, as I said, and let us know if you have any strong um, preferences for what that kind of community chat network looks like, where you can have obviously access to both of us and Gabriel throughout the week and ask us your questions just kind of as a thank you back to you for supporting the channel. So on that note, I don't know if you want to say goodbye as well, Chris, but, um, you know, good luck. And hopefully next time we speak, uh, you might be closer to the top 10. You're not far off well, it yet. Let's hope so. I mean, look, whatever your target is, I hope that this week helps you try to achieve it. I think that's a simple thing to say, boys. And girls, don't give up. Um, and I think just embrace it. Embrace the chaos. Embrace the double game week. Um, and Nima, catch me if you can. I was trying, but this week you definitely <laughs> swung it back in your favour. Um, I think next season, next season. But thanks, everyone. Um, have a lovely week. Enjoy this Champions League and Europa Games and see you on the other side of hopefully many more green arrows. <laughs>